Welcome to Safe Dividend Investings, podcast number 111, on April 13th of 2023. Today, I'll be answering three questions received in the last week. However, before I start, for those of you interested in stocks traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange, I'm working on an update and enhancement of my book, Canadian High Dividend Handbook. It should be available before September of this year. Interestingly, the selector of all Canadian stocks with a dividend yield of 4% or more resulted in 65 new stocks qualifying for their own scoring and analysis page, while 25 stocks that appeared in the 2021 book either were no longer being listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange or failed to meet the 4% dividend yield cut. More than 200 dividend stocks will now be detailed and scored in the new book. A discounted price will be available for all listeners of this podcast who send an email to Ian Duncan McDonald at hotmail.com and register for purchase of the book. Prior to the book's final release, they will be informed how and when to order the book at its special price. The book will be available in both print and in ebook format. Question number one. How much should you invest in cryptocurrency compared to other investments such as bonds and stocks? Bonds are easy to understand. They are loans. You lend your money to a government or a corporation, and in return, you receive interest payments for whatever period of time you agreed to. At the end of that loan, you get your original investment back. You are after income, not capital gain. It is easy to check the credit worthiness of those to whom you are lending this money. Stocks are easy to understand. You buy a share in a company on a stock exchange at a set price. You are now the partial owner of that company. At any time, you can sell your share on the same stock exchange to other investors easily and quickly. You may have bought the shares because the company shares its profits with its shareholders by paying dividends. You may also have bought the stock because you have seen its share price rising. This capital gain in the stock could make you wealthy over time if that company is well managed and realizing ever-increasing profits. Financial information and historical records are easily accessible. To trade its shares on a stock exchange, the company has to comply with strict rules about financial reporting to the public. They must make sure that every investor has an equal chance to buy their shares at a price dictated by an open and fair stock market auction. Then you have cryptocurrency. What is it? It isn't a loan paying interest. It isn't an exchange 
and subject to the rules and oversight of the Federal Trade Commission. You can't touch cryptocurrency. You cannot measure its tangible value. Its value is solely determined by what someone is willing to pay for it at any given moment. Its price is not tied into revenues and expenses and financial records like a stock is. There are no accountants determining the book value of the cryptocurrency. How is it being used? It is being used for quick online payments and to avoid the transaction fees that banks charge for moving currency from buyers to sellers around the world. Since no banks are involved, it allows for completely anonymous financial transactions. There are no paper trails. Those in the shadows who do not want to be associated with their buying and selling think this anonymity is a great benefit. Then there are speculators who hold cryptocurrency as an investment with the hope that other speculators will pay a higher price for their cryptocurrency than they paid. They are blinded by what they see as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to become rich. It appeals to those same investors who buy thousands of shares of a penny stock with the dream that this 50-cent stock is someday going to be another Microsoft or Tesla. Cryptocurrency exists as an electronic record that supposedly only the owner of the cryptocurrency has access to. It is so secure. If you lose your password to the digital file where it is stored with the crypto exchange company providing you with an online exchange platform, that investment is gone forever. Online exchange platforms are now unregulated. This is supposedly about to change. The crypto exchange currency market lost $2 trillion in 2022. This loss is just too big to ignore. Regulators must protect speculators from themselves. How they will prove that a crypto exchange's murky operation is well managed and safe for investors remains to be seen. Is it even possible to make it safe? There are many problems to address. For example, if a crypto investor makes a mistake and sends a cryptocurrency payment to the wrong person, they have no way to recover the erroneous payment they have sent. It is as if the transaction never took place. The only evidence is that the money is missing from your crypto account. There is no institution to turn to for help in recovering what was lost. There is no paper trail to follow. Horror stories are told about the FTX crypto exchange. Its 31-year-old chief executive apparently realized a net worth of $24 billion from the exchange. Can they even track down 
from which crypto accounts the money was taken. He has been charged with stealing funds. We will have to wait for the trial to determine how he was able to do it. Question number two. Are companies that pay out high dividends more risky than other companies? Some companies who pay high dividends are risky, and some who pay high dividend are not risky. Why? Because dividends are always paid from profits. Profits result from the wise revenue expense decisions made by the executives of a company. While companies have a choice to pay dividends or not, if it is unprofitable, where would the money for the dividend come from? Checking the easily obtainable operating margin for a stock immediately shows you if they can afford to pay dividends. The purpose of a company is to make a profit. Without profits, they're heading for insolvency. It is easy to separate risky, high-dividend payers from safe dividend payers. You can easily look at the historical dividend payouts going back 24 years or more. If you see ever-rising dividend payouts year after year for 24 years, you're seeing evidence of skilled managers who understand how to make a profit. While the company have no control over speculators, their consistent dividends are sending a message to investors that this is a safe investment. This is why you will usually see the consistently increasing dividend payouts are accompanied by consistently increasing share prices. When you consult the dividend charts in the reference book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks, you will find the highest dividend paying stock is Petrolio Brasileiro S.A. Petrobras. Its dividend yield in September of 2022 was 48.27%. In the historic chart, you see that in April of 2022, it paid out $1.17 in dividends, but in April of 21, it paid out only 29 cents. From 2013 to 2019, it paid no dividend. When you also check the historic charts in the book by share price, you see shares reaching $13.88 in 2022, but they were as low as $4.48 in 2015. This is not a consistent stock that you can count on to maintain its share price or its dividend payout. In the same book, you can find stocks like W.P. Carey Inc., stock symbol W.P. 
PC. It has never ceased to pay out an ever-increasing dividend. In 1999, the dividend was 42 cents. Ever since then, it increased the payouts most years by between one and six cents a share. It is now paying a dividend of $1.06. When you look at the share price, you see the same ever-increasing pattern. In 1999, the stock could be purchased for $17.40. In June of 2022, it climbed to $89.30. In 2013, it had already climbed to $69.31. Do not avoid high dividend stocks. There are some are financially strong and safe. You just have to do your logical due diligence, like any stock, to confirm that this is a stock that you may never sell. Question number three. Is Broadcam Inc. stock symbol AVGO a good long-term investment? I write books on stock investing. I was surprised that I'd never encountered Broadcam Inc. It is a financially strong, well-managed company with a near monopoly in the marketplace. I ran it through the IDM stock scoring software and it scored a 71. Very few companies score over 70. Out of thousands of stocks I have scored, the highest score was a 78. The lowest was an 8. I avoid stocks scoring less than 50. Broadcom is normally the type of company I like to buy. However, the reason I would not buy it is that it is only paying a dividend of 2.96%. I live off my dividend income and my total portfolio averages a dividend return of about 6%. Despite its ever-rising dividend payout and share price since it first started trading in 2009, at its current price of $622.64, if I were to buy my usual minimum of a 1,000 shares of a stock, it would be putting too much of my portfolio's capital in one stock. For safety, I like to spread my investment money equally over 20 financially strong stocks with long histories of ever-rising share prices and ever-rising dividend payouts. By doing this, if one of these stocks should deviate from its positive historical pattern, it has little impact on the total portfolio's dividend income or steadily rising capital gain. Shortly after Broadcom was listed in August of 2009, the stock was trading at $16.43. It paid its first dividend of $0.07 cents on December 13th of 2010. Climbing steadily, 
it was at $36 a share by 2013 and paying a dividend each quarter of 19 cents. Each year, the share price and dividend payment climbed. By 2017, their share price had already reached a significant $226.35, and the dividend payout was already at $1.02. In 2019, it was at $317.03 a share, and the dividend payment was $2.65. In the next year, a market crash took place. While the share price in 2020 dropped to $230.68, the dividend income payment increased to $3.25 despite the market crash. In 2022, it had fully recovered to $632.76 a share, a dividend of $4.60 a share. The 2023 share price is lower, but dividends still increase. Dividends are paid from profits, which the management of the company controls. The management can only influence share prices to a certain degrees. Speculators have driven this company's share price far above the company's book value. Will speculators continue to increase share prices? The share price this year is down $10 from last year. Analysts still see it as a buy, but their projections of future prices are not unusually high for a stock that has climbed so rapidly. Interestingly, some of their employees have complained that Broadcom is profit and margin driven. As an investor, I like to hear this. The purpose of any company is to achieve a profit, and the management of this company are obviously focused on this objective. They are maximizing their revenues and carefully managing their expenses. It is a technology company. Supposedly, technology companies do not have the same attraction to speculators that they had prior to 2022. Rodcom is also being investigated by the Federal Trade Commission for monopolistic practices. This investigation could go on for years. Broadcom, in turn, is suing a competitor who seems to be infringing on its patents. It is almost impossible for any company to achieve and maintain a monopoly and shoot up like a rocket forever. The times, they are a-changing. Timing is very important in investing. I could have bought 1,000 shares 10 years ago in Broadcom for $36,000. That investment would now be generating a quarterly dividend income of $5 a share or $20,000 a year and have a value of $622,640. Would I now invest $622,640 in this one stock? No. I buy dividend income. There are far too many other strong stocks that can now 
give me a much higher dividend income from my money. If I were a speculator, I might consider putting one thirtieth of my portfolio in this stock, but I am not a speculator. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.